Now, unfortunately, what happens is that uh, <laughs> one of the more spirited rally drivers he rams a gypsy into one of those uh, bridges. Oh, and okay. it takes out a pillar or something. You know. Oh my god. Yeah, and the bridge is not usable. <laughs> so the traffic is shut for another four five days. So we are in Gaza for a week, and it was brilliant. You know, I there was sure. some. Hundred odd people in that village. In 2005, <laughs> I was invited by everyone. I drank with everyone, ate all their food, and right. after five six days, when funds ran out, I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's time to head back home. Bike <laughs> Radio Broadcast advises safety at all times. Discusses underage riding, but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling. And how? to episode number 39 of the biker radio broadcast india's exclusive podcast on motorcycling featuring its heroic riders legendary mechanics and iconic brands one story at a time i'm shandy and i'm sunny and off the beaten path nestled in the woods of sal trees is an artist studio a design shop called moto exotica it's on the back road on the ride up to masuri from dehradun on the old gattu trail where gsm signals disappear and you will be wiser to download the local offline map before you get off the rajpur road in urban dehradun the broadcast is always looking for the creative the exclusive and the reclusive and we found all of that rolled up in one person who is a designer an engineer an artist a rally racer an entrepreneur a technologist a husband a friend and a teamster please welcome from moto exotica dehradun the hermit who goes by the name of arjun raina so arjun raina welcome to the biker radio broadcast welcome to the long way home thank you very much it's it's great to be on the biker radio broadcast with you guys here So, what kind of company do you get here? I believe you have lots of uh, different kinds of visitors. I saw uh, some exotic things running around. Uh, you mean the the animals? You can start with those. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean uh, visitors here. Uh, so, jungle, murgi, and all that is pretty common. You have peacocks, and once in a while there's a deer. Oh. And in the winters there's a leopard as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It comes. probably you can just spot him 50 meters away from the workshop seriously yeah so when the leopard comes what do you do uh, so i don't do much but <laughs> our uh, our neighbor right there i just make sure that my laces are tight right i mean so this okay. this is this is a joke between a friend and me so he and his friend you know were strolling and and they basically encountered a leopard right so this guy just bends down on his knee and he started to you know tie his shoe laces and his friend is like hey You can't outrun a leopard. You're like, that's not what I'm doing. I just need to outrun you. 
पिछले दो तीन सालों में बनी है all the way to hathi pao hathi pao yeah so they used to be uh, back in the days they used to be limestone uh, mines here okay. quarrying used to happen okay. okay that doesn't happen now it got banned with time yeah. so this was the road that those petrol trucks used to take those gattus the short oh. wheel base 4wd trucks right they hmm. used to take to ferry the limestone okay. okay up and down so after they stopped limestone quarrying basically the road went nowhere you know mm-hmm. just shut but now in the last few years because of heavy traffic to masuri hmm. they basically opened the road again for they opened the road again yeah, very scenic road it's quite tight ha huh. But it's pretty very but you don't get the gattus anymore no the gattus are not here anymore unfortunately no, no, no. but just getting here was uh, i mean thanks to google mata yeah it's and, uh, so uh, your your directions to download off, off yeah but that that kind of experience because it's marked on the maps but i mean in the middle of it you know google anti tries to reroute and right. try some funky stuff true, as well true true so at that time you will lose your directions yeah. so the here's the trick if you want yeah. to come to moto exotica yeah. when yeah. you are in deradun town right please <laughs> download make it you, offline so that google can't do the antics in the end right right so basically what do you know about us uh, so uh, i think i i just stumbled across your uh, broadcast yeah. i think some sometime last year अच्छा Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why do you think we're doing the right stuff? So, I think a lot of people who are to do with motorcycles, cars, or whatever, you know, yeah. they don't really hit the limelight as such. You know, it, it's okay. a it's a choice sometimes. People yeah. want to be low key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this platform really brings everyone up. You yeah. know, I mean, I I didn't know so many people. You know, now uh-huh. that I follow you regularly, I yeah. I get to hear them. Okay, there are other people like us too. But I'm not only Pagal. I mean, there are other people who are. equally passionate about motorcycles yeah. so that i think that's makes it very special and uh, another i think aspect is because it's uh, it's only audio so that that what do you think about that i i think it's classic you know i have always been a radio fan you know
द बाइकर रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्ट लिसन कनेक्ट राइड ऑन सो फाइनली शांडी वी फाइंड रेडियो फैन ओ यस आई मीन देर आर फैंस एंड देन देर आर फैंस एंड इट्स अ वैलिडेशन फ्रॉम वन ऑफ आर पियर्स नाउ सो जस्ट टू लेट द वाइल्ड कैट आउट ऑफ द बैग मोटो एक्सॉटिका के सुपर एक्सॉटिक design guru is pretty much an elusive snow leopard himself well had it not been for our mentors you know whose advice we take very seriously we would not have known anything about arjun raina and what makes him more exotic for us is his reclusive absence i mean it's not every day that you will get to hunt down a drone that prefers flying under the radar yeah yeah absolutely but you know as certain technology has proved you can net them down drones <laughs> yeah that fly under the radar and yes. you don't need the weather to be cloudy or clear or anything nothing so dehradun is of course a very important city because it hosts the indian military academy i haven't seen it as yet and it's a uh, very pretty building you yeah. have you been yeah. there i haven't been i've seen it from the outside okay yep very impressive of course in history also it has it, it you know what history reveals that guru ram rai uh the eldest son of the seventh guru harrai set up his dera or his seat there and that's where the name is coming from dehradun is basically dun means a valley and dera is dera that's right and if anybody is wondering what gurus they are these are the sikh gurus yeah and of course the acharya guru of the ancient drones himself spent time in this valley i couldn't believe it my dad told me about this that's Archarya of drones, <laughs> the original drones. The original drone. So it's only befitting that Arjun yeah. practices his craft in the same hills as Drone Acharya. Hi, this is Arjun Raina from Motor Exotica, Exotica, and I'm here at the Biker Radio Broadcast. Hey, I didn't know about this, but uh, and I don't know if you know about this, but this used to be Drone Acharya's academy. Uh, और आपका नाम अर्जुन है विच वन यूज टू देहरादून अच्छा डैड वॉज टेलिंग मी अच्छा आई डिट नो दैट आई जस्ट फॉर्म दैट आउट आई मीन आई यू श्योर यू डोंट नो अबाउट दिस ऑलरेडी नो आई 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 डोंट नो अबाउट यू आर अर्जुन आफ्टरऑल या आई मीन नेम ये गेट देर यू नो यूर डून बॉय आई एम डून बॉय born in delhi by the way acha mm. that was yeah that was yeah me you know okay. but then otherwise started here i, I went out for college i went to a beautiful place called belgaum i don't know oh, okay. Okay. again it's, it's like dehradun oh, yeah. but it's it's probably trailing dehradun by 10 15 years so the time of my life is probably the best you know i would Hop say open to go whenever you want to right yeah 80 kilometers and uh, it was it's really cheap you know i i used to run rent this bungalow for what? Twenty-five hundred rupees, you know. Bungalow. Yeah, yeah, proper bungalow, like I mean, some four hundred square yards or something. You know, some twenty-two, twenty-hundred square foot built-up area. Nice. So, nice, cheap, nice people, you know, and good weather too. I mean, it wouldn't really get hot. Uh, Goa's close by, and uh, good off-road trails. And I, I actually picked up more off-road riding when I was in South India than right. I was actually here. When I was there, I, I started to dirt track. Oh. quite a bit and that's i think i think i built some good skills when mm. i was there and then you could mix it with this and you know mm. so what did you study i studied uh, production engineering okay that is basically mechanical engineering right. Right. You know. okay and that was in belgaum and uh, then i did 
a master's degree in machine design. Uh-huh. That was from Pune. From Pune. Yeah. In machine design, what do you do? Actually, machine design is a misnomer. There's there's no concept of design in it. Okay. It's it's basically a lot of calculations. It's it's basically uh, it's it's about you have to design a part and you're basically testing it for strength. How strong is it? Will mm. it bend? Will it buckle? Or will something else happen to it? Okay. So keeping those things in mind, you start designing components. You know, right. not really aesthetic value to them, but their functional aspect Structural. is 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 the key. Yeah. You uh-huh. know. Uh-huh. So and and there are th- it's it's uh, it's it's quite a lot <laughs> mm. to do. I don't know what I really used from there, what I learned, but I really picked up the the CAD CAM part from there, which okay. is computer designing, computer manufacturing. Right. I got a head start with that course right. I did, you know, mm-hmm. got comfortable with different softwares. And I think that really helped me to get to what we are sort of doing now, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That was probably the log table of, it really didn't do anything, but enabled you to see something Absolutely. More. You know, so a lot of these things that you do, you know, they actually enable you to do other things. Mm-hmm. Right. At that point, you'll never probably see value in it. And right. it, it probably is a drag if you look at it in an independent way. Right. But you go, you take it forward and that's probably you on how, how, how far can you really take it. Yeah. Or see. Yes, exactly. And, and I could... I would say I could see it. You know, I oh, actually really? was really interested in that part of it. Oh. I was not really interested in the rest of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And was, it was the same thing in college as well. You know, I was never interested in what I was really... I was sort of clear that I wanted to do this. I mean, I used to think that it was a waste. But today, if you ask me, I mean, no, I actually learned something there. <laughs> you know, maybe right. mm-hmm. I didn't value it then, but I certainly value it mm-hmm. today. So, so where does it come from? As in, uh, when you were in school... Um, did you spend a lot of time uh, with mechanical things, doing things, making things, putting them back, ripping them apart? So machines came early in my life. Okay. Probably three, four years old. Uh-huh. So whatever I would find that had to be taken apart. Sometimes it worked when I put them back and sometimes it didn't. You know? So, okay. I, so I what was more exciting? The, when it worked or when it didn't work? Well, it was always a fear <laughs> of it not working and you know what's going to happen then, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. But then the curiosity was way stronger to overcome that. You still want to see. And I built a motorboat, you know, okay. probably in standard second or something. So that was posted in Hyderabad. And uh, this is this very funny, funky tree, you know, mm. that would have these leaves which would be boat shaped, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sort of hard, uh, hard cellulose or whatever, okay. probably hard fabric. Mm. So I took half part of that and then I had a, a rectangular, I think a, a pencil case or something. I joined them together and I found an electric motor out of something. Uh-huh. And I built it and it obviously sunk, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> that is Why did it sink? Uh, well, because I, I, I mean, I, I would say that uh, I probably only had tribal knowledge at that point. You know, right. I didn't know what I was doing, uh-huh. but I didn't leave it at that point. You know, I kept improving that boat you know, in the past six, eight months and it was obviously an obsession to the point that my parents were a little worried that, you know, this guy is not really... This boy and she is going somewhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 this boy and, and the whole school and, you know, they're like, they would, they would try and find new, very uh, interesting punishments for me, you know, yeah. to get me back in the mainstream studies, but that really didn't <laughs> do that right. So, in about six, eight months, you got it right? Probably sooner than that. But Probably I made some five, six motorboats and that meant that a lot of electronic stuff at home had to be taken apart. Yes. <laughs> to get the right part. Sacrificed. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? This is Varun Dhawan and I'd like to wish the Biker Radio Broadcast all the best. best, best. 
Hi, this is Arjun Raina from Motor Exotica, and I'm here at the Biker Radio Broadcast. I think as soon as I got mobile, in the sense like my my parents bought my eldest sister a scooty, mm-hmm. so which was technically for her, and she used to ride it sometimes. Right. But then I got my hands on it, and mm-hmm. I could pick up riding quite simply. I didn't really make an effort. Mm. So that was like a gateway vehicle. And then how old were you? Was probably twelve. 11 12 years old probably mm. we went to school as well and we went to donolty three of us mm. you know on the scooty kaun the one was trilok singh mm. and the another one was anuj gosain so we sort of in touch today my you are yeah sort of in touch today but yeah that was a that was a landmark journey because i really wanted to see snow you know and oh. it would never work out that i would get to see it with the family So I decided. I mean, I have to basically make an effort myself to <laughs> go there and have a look at it. Uh, you know, or go scooty to thay. Ha, scooty to thay. So it made it. Rolling snow and all came back. Fell a few times, obviously. But then when you are twelve, thirteen, it doesn't really hurt. Yeah. That much. But the thing was, you know, riding that scooty over and over again, it started yeah. to fall apart. Ah. Lot of spirited riding, and then it leads to. Bands to chalani thi. Yeah, bands to chalani. Yeah, but usse to chalane ko milti nahi thi wo. तो फिर उस पर एक्सपेरिमेंट शुरू हुआ ठीक करने के yeah. उसमें लाउडर हॉर्न डालते हैं बैक इन द डेज यू नो आई मीन बोर्ड एंड दैट परसेंटेज यू हैव टू स्कोर यू नो हाउ इट इज सो माई पेरेंट्स बोला इफ यू स्कोर एन एटी फाइव परसेंट विल गेट यू द मोटरसाइकिल यू वॉन्ट रियलीफेक्टेशन एंड इट हैपन सो टू बाई मी सो वॉट मोटरसाइकिल आई एक्चुअली वॉन्टेड टू बाय अजुकी शोगिन Right, uh-huh. but that that uh, that dealership was owned by one of my dad's friend, another uh-huh. ex-forgy. Hmm. He convinced my father that I'm going to kill myself on that motorcycle, uh-huh. so that was not going to happen. But at the same, I think during those days the the CBZ had come out, you know, uh-huh. which was not a bad fair one. bit more expensive than the Shogun. Right, heart was really set on the Shogun. Wow. You know, it was not really about the CBZ, but then I said, okay. It's still better than nothing, right? I mean, yeah. so Absolutely. that was it, and uh, we would get into these. Uh, so there was no organized racing as such, but you could do these uh, fast sprints all across Rajpur Road, hmm. which I would really think is crazy today. And we kept doing that, and uh, I started to get very fast with it. I was the guy to beat, like you know, like mm-hmm. small bets here and there in the evening. The next year there was another motorcycle from Yamaha, the RX 135, five-speed edition. That mm. made 14 bhp was lighter. So that started to kill my CBZ basically, <laughs> and I was not a happy man. You know, all that suicidal riding was not helping anymore. You know, <laughs> so that yeah. basically brought me on the idea: how do I go faster? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how can I go far? How can I beat this motorcycle? and that's when i started to spend a lot of time at the local workshops here and there okay and that was already happening because i was crashing very often i mean <laughs> basically get out of school in class 10th or 11th and ustad ki dukan pe aake baith gaye ab shaam tak wahi hai jo bhi ho raha hai aapka ho raha hai kisi aur ka kuch ho raha hai there was a natural curiosity always existed and the natural right. inclination towards understanding was always there yeah. so i started to take a liking for that you know and how to put a pencil box in a 
more double. Yeah, yeah, that was class, that was that was class fourth. Yeah, same so not, yeah, it, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, I actually managed to build a motorcycle that was faster than the RX one three five five speed, and I beat the boys again. And what and was it based what, on? What did you do? Yeah. It was a CBZ, so we okay. we basically went the exhaust way. You know, we made some changes. Huh. I designed a custom exhaust, which I thought was fantastic then. It was certainly not, but for some reason, it performed better than what a stock one would. Basically, uh, in in 2000, you had I think the BS two coming in very strongly. Mm. I think okay. it was Euro two then. They never came up with BS badging by that time. They don't right. coined it. It was still Euro. Yeah, and 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 everything had to have catalytic converters into them. So remember this time when every motorcycle got quieter. Correct. I think the gains we got today is because we just decatted the bike. We made okay. some funny exhaust system. It basically did nothing. Except for it didn't have that catalytic converter, which made it gain some performance. Was it a throaty sound? <laughs> no, no, it was. It was. It was uh, shrill, high pitched, oh. and uh, resonating. You know, uh, I can describe it. Really? You know? So, I would say not really. But that's not how you pleasing. describe sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how you describe sound. You know how you describe sound, right? Yeah, I mean, you want. I, I can't really replicate that sound. Is that what you think? It could be you. <laughs> well, I don't even know what it sounded like. Ah, I knew that. That was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not the one putting the exhaust back together. Yeah, I mean, come on. I don't want to win that race on Rajkumar Road. If you were here back then, probably you would want to. Okay. <laughs> it's good that it ended, though. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I I was so happy to be alive. Yeah, if I, mean, I would look back a couple of years, like, hey, recommend people try out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. And uh, and you have a race track for that now. Now, right. yes, you do absolutely. And now you have races. Yeah. Hi, this is Shivraj Singh, and you're listening to the Bike Radio Podcast. So the need for speed, the need for speed. As a kyun hota hai in your word play of opposites? Oh. acha that way ha huh, because our man used to be zipping around uh, rajpur road up and down rajpur road has Without not changed much actually you know it's been quite a while since i've been to dehradun so when was that when i just bought the new car it was 2004 or yeah 2004 going on 2005 was it the year you gave up your motorcycle no that was 2001 i gave up my motorcycle 2000 Five. I finally bought myself the car I really wanted, and mm-hmm. and we were going up that. And I couldn't. That was the first time I was in Dehradun, and uh, I think Rajpur Road was still as you know wide and stuff. But the rest of Dehradun, this oh, time I mean, that Rajpur we went, Rajpur as wide as it was laid out by the right, bits. right, and it continues to be wide enough. इतनी है मतलब इन द रोड विथ हैजेंट चेंज हाउ एनक्रोचमेंट नहीं हुए कम से कम बट गेटिंग इनटू देहरादून यू रिमेंबर हाउ ट्विस्टी एंड टर्नी इट वाज लाइक क्रेजी टू डू स्पीड्स इन यू नो राइड मोटरसाइकल्स अप एंड डाउन दैट एंड दीस गाइस वर लाइक जिपिंग अप एंड डाउन दैट्स डेंजरस शिट मैन या सो सो एनीबॉडी आई मीन ऑफ कोर्स यू आर अलाउड टू डू व्हाट यू वांट टू डू या But as long as you're kitted up and geared up, plus these days you have avenues to do all that speeding. Yeah, like our horn please says, "Jinko jaldi thi, wo to chale gaye." Baki, aapko ham horn please me sunayenge. Aage sunye. Aage sunye. 
फौरन प्लीज कि जिनको जल्दी थी वो तो चले गए कि जिनको जल्दी थी वो तो चले गए तुझे भी जल्दी है तो तू भी जा तो तू भी जा जाओ फौरन प्लीज ओके कम ऑन हरी हरी ओम हरी ओम हरी हेलो एंड वेलकम बैक टू एपिसोड नंबर थर्टी नाइन ऑफ द बाइक रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्ट आई एम शैंडी आई एम सनी एंड वीर ऑन द लॉन्ग वे होम विद अर्जुन रायना ऑफ मोटो एक्सोटिका Hi this is Arjun Raina from Motor Exotica and I'm here at the Bike Radio Broadcast. What kind of motorcycling did you get into? After uh, that see busy I mean we had a taste of fast motorcycles I'll tell you that. Okay. That gave me a taste of it and uh, there was a local rally in Dehradun. Acha. Mm. Yeah. Hardly any organization but uh, you'd say very a bunch of passionate people who wanted to just get this going kind mm-hmm. of a thing and uh, I was really a kid and there were people who were already riding for years and there was there was all off road gang here, believe it or not oh, wow. even back in the day i can imagine in fact uh, uh, bobo bhai who works with me mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. had been really good at it and this way back in 99 98 okay and it this gave way for this uh, this dune cross rally and basically at one point the 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 great uh, himalayan desert rally went through there right? yes yes so they just picked those tracks up okay and uh, I was obviously still in school and I couldn't really go to my parents and ask them that I want to go and participate in the rally that's not going to happen you know okay so uh, we just sneaked in <laughs> we had a, had a friend as a pillion rider so yeah, uh-huh. yeah. you had souped it up it was fine I I had suicidal riding skills like right. I said before so <laughs> it was basically that okay. and obviously there was some skill there as well right we were just there you know just just fooling around and i saw one of these guys riding fast and i wanted to catch up with him and i could easily overtake him and then it's like we start to go down on these guys you know i'm like one guy down two guy down three guy down okay almost is the top guys mm. you know and uh, there were people crashing mm. so we would stop and we would you know <laughs> reinstate them on their motorcycles fix their bike put their chain on and push them off again mm. so this happened and uh, we were given a certificate of participation as well wow yeah i mean those guys were really thrilled just for putting people back on yeah 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 for <laughs> making the event a success basically so is ami there is no clean up vehicle required right, right. and it's for free kya baat hai so yeah i think that basically sort of got us thinking me thinking that okay maybe this is something i could get good at you know Yeah. I I didn't I didn't even really think of professional riding at all. Right. It was basically fun, you know, mm-hmm. and I took it as fun. And uh, when I uh, went to Belgium, mm-hmm. I found a group of these boys uh, who would uh, practice for a dirt track race. Where in yeah. Belgium itself? There used to be a nice field, some five six kilometers away from my house, and mm. you have this very fantastic terrain there. You know, you got this uh, red clay red mud. Yeah, and I never seen that before because you don't have it here in our parts. And mm. uh, to ride on the berms, you know. to go in like uh, knee deep slush and hmm. going flat on a motorcycle was very new to me hmm. you know so we started to do it very regularly probably every second day we were at the dirt track spending 3 hours 2 hours and that was very very interesting so i would say what yeah. bike was this this was a shogun so i got a shogun i ah. <laughs> so in belgaum you were on a shogun i was on a shogun yes and that place really goes well with 
you know riding a motorcycle with Absolutely. so much of forest cover and the weather western guards yeah even even the weather you know it's yeah. it's a uh, good good amount of air pressure there so you can actually run a lot of more fuel than you can possibly run here yeah. mm-hmm. motors run better they run healthier mm-hmm. right i think you also feel healthier because of the air pressure mm-hmm. so after college what did you do so i i did my masters and mm-hmm. my designs and and while i was doing my masters i i got to work on some small projects and all mm. so the university was basically sort of a design center for some small part design of some manufacturers okay acha basically mahindra bajaj gang maybe even tata to good in extent okay so i worked on few parts for few cars and i started to get very good with one of the softwares you know and uh, in fact one of the designs which i did for an exhaust part actually went on the production car which i realized later when i saw the car in flesh so i wanted to pick up a job how there. did you know ki wo to part to andar laga hoga na ki Nah, it was a it was a aesthetic part acha yeah so while i was uh, so that's a good good point so while we were into this heavy car i sort of started to pick up uh, non parametric design as well okay which is basically what the artists do i had a flair for that okay and then you can combine both the things together you know styling and form and function mm-hmm. together kind of a thing mm-hmm. so we we used to get small projects and uh, those guys grew really fond of me very quickly you know mm-hmm. they realize that this guy probably has a thing for it he's more passionate about it mm. so i thought i'll i'll get into a career there you know uh, but uh, i couldn't really get a decent job mm. you know they were too low paying i mean i i couldn't really think of a 10 year struggle to get where i have to mm-hmm. you know i thought i'll probably lose the zeal i would even yeah, when you're living there. in a bungalow exactly think about <laughs> it right i mean i'm a happy go man yeah. i mean i'm i'm riding a dirt bike yeah. you know <laughs> I, i have a girlfriend who's my wife now yeah wow really <laughs> yeah oh you're lucky man <laughs> i i tried looking for other jobs and i basically applied at some design centers in bangalore as well i was never an idle candidate so anyone who would interview me they would like what do we interview you as as an engineer or as a designer right. you know because i was in between these two lines you know right. That's a difficult uh, space to be in. Well, no one really wanted that space. That's all. Right. It's very strange. Nobody understands that space. Yes, possibly. Because exactly. So I mean, it is the era when the boss is like, he's like, "No, no, me, what data is such? This will be like this. It will not be. There is no consideration for what is a better rider, what is not. Hmm. So that basically never got me a good job okay. there. And a few months down the line, I realized that I have to do something because uh, you know I have to think about my other life as well. I mm. mean, I have commitments to my girlfriend, you know, mm. and we really would want to settle down. I mean, spend so much time together. Mm. I've gone, <laughs> you ah, know, exactly. Exactly, my girlfriend. <laughs> I hope she's not listening ah, to this. Sandy, I hope, <laughs> I hope you would listen to this. But she's an engineer. No, she's a she's a dentist. Oh, <laughs> so she keeps the smile on. <laughs> well, I've had a lot of dental treatment, <laughs> fortunately. So, oh, so you knew you needed to do it. So that was also investment. <laughs> This is your investment. <laughs> Now your investment. <laughs> I think we will have to have it a separate session. <laughs> Hi, I'm Candida Lewis, and you're listening to me on the Biker Radio broadcast. Hi this is Arjun Raina from Motor Exotica and I'm here at the Biker Radio Broadcast. Basically I moved to Bangalore and I couldn't find a decent job and now this is where things get really strange. A very good friend of mine. So I met him in Pune when I was doing my course and this guy he rides really fast motorcycles. Hmm. And for some reason he would somehow get into crashes very often. 
was a good guy i mean offense to him so he i had this uh, enduro charisma when i was in pune mm-hmm. which we had built it was a dual sport bike and this is way back in 2007 you know? okay and so he what do you mean you built it as in so because i was quite regular at all the garages and now things have changed you know i i found fabricators now i knew okay. who could do what i was already an engineer in bangalore in in dehradun in dehradun so okay, whatever sure. vacation time i would have was like spent at the workshop okay <laughs> and uh, we built that bike and that was with me there and this this friend he took it for a spin and he crashed it ah. <laughs> okay and that was like a big blow because you don't really have that kind of money back there you know it's like i spent years saving up for those parts and building that bike so okay. so he sort of owed me one you know right so he used to work for this brilliant uh, software company in bangalore okay uh-huh. and when i came to bangalore i met him and you know basically compassionate ground and all that see you crashed right. my bike and he also was obviously killed he's a nice guy right he's like so he said i'll i'll train you you know if you really want to get into it i'll train you okay and he did help me he got me the right books he told me what to study right and uh, he got me an interview with that company okay. which was technically difficult because i was i was not meeting their primary requirements at all my okay. resume was completely all over the place they're looking for right. a computer science engineer or a masters degree mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i had none of those right so he got me an interview and right. that was a deal which was absolutely fair even with them there was trans- this is there was no, nothing under the table kind of a thing yeah right. it was how so and the company was like this i mean they are okay to just mm. interview people to see what they can find yeah and uh, i i i got the job okay wow. yeah i i got the job there and uh, that that basically got my life on track but this was always in my mind motor oh, workshop yeah Maybe okay. not the name, but this workshop to build custom motorcycles. How, how clear was it? Uh, so, did talk. you know where your toolbox would be? No, <laughs> <laughs> I knew what I could build. Okay, yeah, I was I was clear on that. I knew what I could build, and okay. at that point, I was already equipped with the software, so yeah. I could see very clearly uh-huh. what can really happen. I mean, uh-huh. I knew the fabrication side of world because, and the low. and the the local tech because i spent so much time at the local garages mm-hmm. i knew the softwares because i did that course and i knew that so i i could link both these things together right. you know mm-hmm. so i built a nice bike for myself an rd350 you mm-hmm. know without an intention of doing it for animals and i did it to my taste and I, it was with me in bangalore okay and that really got a lot of attention mm-hmm. you know and people started to approach me can you do it for me and i was like okay if i have the free time so while i couldn't really find a job and i would try and you know make some money here and there you know mm. in Bangalore. some small project maybe suspension swap maybe set up someone bike while i was hunting a job i was actually uh, building a bike for this the same friend of mine who crashed my bike and who got me to the interview and uh, so you built a bike for him yeah he he basically crashed his own bike so on his own money not this time it wasn't your money no no it was his money yes so this was like a project so if, like i said he unfortunately gets into these unfortunate crashes you know mm-hmm. so he totaled an rd350 which he had just bought and oh no it was damaged to the point where it couldn't really be brought back stock or it would take too much money right okay. so i was like i said i mean now that this is done let me try an experiment and maybe i can save you some money you know and build something more spectacular So that that was that was my sort of my first project you can say okay you know that that we did and we which year is this this is 2011 okay yeah so at the same time I'm already getting inducted in that company I'm getting a job and this is also going on so we mm-hmm. we built half of that bike here in Dehradun we built half of it in 
Bangalore. Okay. Well, I mean, it was really a big thing for people. I would say. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't really didn't expect that people would be so taken by it, and but they were. Hi, I'm Naveen from T and T Motorcycle. Motorcycle. And you're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast. 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 So it's a small community, no? It's a very small community, especially of custom motorcyclists. And, yeah. But I think it's there in each and every one of them. Customization is—it's what makes people unique. True. True. And gives you an opportunity actually, and, and it's a—it's a very nice mix actually, in my opinion. Yeah. Of uh, being uh, mechanically inclined. Hmm. And yet, being an artist with it, so you know, it gives you this great balance between, oh, yeah. you know, creating something that looks good and uh, runs either fast or and smooth. And it's not just like he said; it's not borrowing from you know one bike. Iska handlebar le liya, usko exotic le li, uska ye le liya, bolia. It's like starting from the design philosophy of that bike. What do I want to do? And starting from there. Yeah, and uh, you know, either you. Uh, start off with an idea and a name for a motorcycle, and then yeah, you build something around it. Then or, there are some who do that, and then or the other way around is you build something and then you give it a name. I yeah. guess so. And uh, our friend uh, Hukum Vijay Singh Ajay Rajpura. It, you know, I was editing this down for uh, about a week now, and every time I kind of you know the audio came on, it sounded so much like Vijay. You know, yeah. And, but you know that's the thing i mean he started pretty early yeah. with the the space that he has made a name for himself yeah and uh, as our friend uh, arjun says yeah. uh, he has been a kind of an inspiration to at least yeah. start off yeah. uh, and branch out on his own for yeah. arjun uh, and creating uh, you know finding where his uh, passion for uh, tinkering with with motorcycles oh, yeah. and uh, uh, you know making them run fast and look good uh, where that has yeah he clearly in. takes inspiration from Vijay Singh like he says hi this is Arjun Raina from Motor Exotica and I'm here at the Biker Radio Broadcast during the same time I I stumbled across Vijay Vijay Singh mm-hmm. and uh, I was, I mean, looking at him, I was like, "Hey, this guy." I mean, I, he really got my attention completely because, uh, you know, uh, he's a very passionate person. He's a motorcyclist, but uh, he doesn't really come from a professional background to do this. What he's doing, and that really struck me very hard. I mm. said, "This guy." I mean, he's so motivated, and he's and he's doing very good. I mean, he's doing really very good. And uh, I'm like, I mean, if he's doing, I mean, I should really. Put myself together and you know basically do this, take this leap of faith. Because if I don't, then I should be okay to live with this all my life and keep telling my friends that hey, yar, ye main bhi kar sakta tha. Hmm. At that point, you know, I joined this job. It's a great, great job and all that. But it was not where my heart was. Not to say that I was doing a bad job there, you know. Yeah. But then I was like a regular employee. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want to excel in yeah. what we were doing there. So somewhere in 2013, yeah. Huh. Sitting in office, and one of my colleagues, you know, like, Arjun, did you see this? So there's going to be a motorcycle uh, festival in India. I said, really? Yeah. Where? In Goa. It's called mm-hmm. the India Bike Week. I said, <laughs> interesting. Okay. And uh, we had already done one bike, and that had attracted another motorcycle from yeah. someone I didn't know. So that was technically my first client 
2012 technically mm-hmm. so this bike was sort of ready you know and it had to be delivered i was basically going to take a vacation back to dehradun hmm. run some trials and ship it to its rightful owner and the timing matched perfectly the the goa show the bike week sort of was happening at the same time when i had to transport the bike to south india oh wow so detour to lena goa show exactly so i spoke with the guys at the bike week and i rented a small space you know and we just showcased the bike there you know that bike mm. and that was that was a proper cafe racer you know, mm. so what name did you give it uh, we didn't really name her anything okay you know i'm not much of a bike naming guy mm. you know i would say i mean though we named certain bikes but i mean the whole idea was to build a nice bike you know mm. uh-huh. and that it was it 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 was really attractive it got us a lot of attention in goa mm-hmm. it got us on the main stage basically yeah, and things changed it it just changed my perspective towards this you know when i saw that so many people are actually interested into this you know so you get more motivated and right. the way we were doing things was very different how other people were doing so what what was the name of the stall moto exotic yeah. moto exotica yeah and you just came up with this name or you so i think few months back we were we were deciding a name because I, this was so I, don't know, i mean there has to be a name right if you conducting some sort of business it must reflect absolutely so uh, I was actually already working on on the name and the logo and the website. Okay. And bike we this happened at the time. So Moto Exotica was effectively born 2013 13 in India Bike Week. Yeah, February 17th or 18th I guess one yeah. of those dates. Hi, I am Vijay Singh of Rajputana Customs on the Biker Radio broadcast. Hi, this is Arjun Raina from Motor Exotica, and I'm here at the Biker Radio broadcast. So, Motor Exotica is about what? Uh, Motor Exotica today is a custom motorcycle firm, you know, that focuses on fast, performance-oriented motorcycles, and uh, we are building bikes for people who, for basically, for on an order basis. you know mm-hmm. but that's today and that may change as soon as i can because uh, i would really want to get into more of development you know vehicle development i think we are over equipped to basically build custom motorcycles the expertise we have at this point i mean mm. uh-huh. with the kind of materials we are working with with the techs tech we have in bikes we building i mean either i come up with a small uh, production thing which i'm not really interested in because i want to really keep it not taxing you know low i wanted to be there so uh, the next logical thing to do is basically get into prototyping you know work with you oh. come up as a design house you know mm-hmm. right. help people realize their ideas bring into reality mm-hmm. and uh, i may be speaking to early but we may be starting a project pretty soon okay which is going to be great. in the lines that i have been trying to work the past few years to get into mm-hmm. so that's where we would want to go with time <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's fantastic. I yeah. mean, you know, you said a very interesting thing. You said people come to you, right? People who 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 know of you, who like your work, right? So, what is it about that work, in in your opinion, that you know people come looking for? What is it that you offer, you know, which other people don't? The uh, so it's it's essentially the design, okay, and. Uh, and and how much of the design you can carry in each component of the motorcycle mm-hmm. you know it's it's a it's a design philosophy 
I mean, whatever part you make for a motorcycle, it must reflect what is going on. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is that we are making almost every component for that motorcycle. You mm-hmm. know, right? and that was the biggest challenge when we came here because number one, Dehradun is not an industrial town. Yeah. You know, so we started ground zero, basically, and that was very tough in the starting and made us really question that you know, hey, everyone's supporting me, and I think this is what I want to do, but. This is just not going to be easy. I mean, for simple stuff like inventory management, uh, I have some thirty, forty spreadsheets just to track our work. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. shows where we are, or what component we are going to get run out of. Because most of the things we are not building, we are importing. Okay. To the points, I am even importing fasteners. It's okay. easier for me to order online and get them to actually go to Delhi and buy, and then figure out that it was not the material I was promised. Right. So which, I better, which happens a lot with yeah, yeah, absolutely. people from Delhi. <laughs> <laughs> they tell you they are selling you something and they sell you something else. industrial town to trade So it starts very simple. It starts with this. I, I, lot of people do contact you and messages and all that. And that's why I'm not on any message platform. Let's say, someone messages me, I, I actually forward them my email ID. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple test for me. If you can put a properly formatted email to me, that shows me how much into you are into this pro- project. Right. right. If you are not doing that, then I'm not your guy. Okay. Yeah. You do use a lot of new material, right? You yeah. Said, uh, we are open to new stuff. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and uh, and that's that's food for us, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, food for me is basically to be curious, to do new stuff. And whenever we build a, a new kind of motorcycle, and whenever the project is a little too ambitious, mm-hmm. we all feel the heat, but what ends up happening is that we actually take a jump in technology. Right. And that is what makes me more hungry. So does and electricity excite you? you asking the right question. I mean, electric vehicles excite me. Good. That's interesting. Good. Good. And it's been on my mind for quite some right. time. Right. Uh, the only thing was I was not okay to spend money out of my own pocket because I've done it in the past and <laughs> it's difficult to <laughs> survive, you know. So So tell us about that. So it's uh, there's nothing much to talk right now about it. Right. It's okay. an inception. Yeah, you know, and uh, maybe few months later, I will be in a probably in a position to talk about it. Right. You know, it's not really happened right now. Right. We're still going through design and all of that to see <laughs> how we can actually do it. Right. You know, Achha. but it is it is basically going to be uh, development, you yeah. know, like proper development. And this is not going to be a production motorcycle, but right. it's going to be a show bike. We're probably going to do rounds in the world, and I'm. Um, Working with another designer, basically a transport designer on this. It's mm-hmm. his idea. But then, what is a transport designer? Uh, transport designers are people who design surfaces, profiles, like this kind of a surface. Motorcycles are technically not transport design, by the way. Mm-hmm. They're product design. Right. So that's a, a big difference in the approach. But that being said, uh, transport design people who do that regularly they can actually come up with new form of motorcycles right a product designer will never be able to do that 
right so it's great to work with to get a chance to work with a person like that you know because it's 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 a con obviously it's a concept motorcycle but then uh, for me the whole idea is to build something uh, of that quality and of that level is going to be something and another thing is it it's going it's a big project so it's going to take a lot of time mm. so that that basically lets me cut down on my regular intake of projects mm. which i find little disturbing sometimes because it's a regular affair you know with the more bikes you have on the road the more they have issues the more i have to maintain them help people i mean oh, it's yeah. good but uh, that's not where i want to be right so it was a good starting point but i would really want to go and this is exactly where right i would i would want to go you probably have to have a service wing yeah, <laughs> in yeah. a short while run by bhim or jun to busy hai kahin aur hindustan mein people don't really want to dirty their own hands right इलेक्ट्रिक मोटरसाइकिल्स डिस्कोर्स राइट वॉट आर दे गोइंग टू साउंड लाइक Hi, I am Prigunveer Singh Pathania, and you are listening to the Biker Radio broadcast. So there we go. That question again comes back. Konsa? Why, wala? If you had a motorcycle, electronic. What ringtone will you download? <laughs> <laughs> so what will your what would you like your bike to sound like? You know, I, I I was having this conversation. I can't remember with who, and the obvious ones. It's going to be a fad, right? In the beginning, people are going to have or whatever they'll have. I don't know what they'll have. Huh. I think I'm just going to get a khansi, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They have it on the horn. Not a very nice. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm just so irritated with the fact that I, you know, somebody's going to use sound, you know, to kind of mimic uh, an internal combustion engine. It's just, just. I don't think so. I I wouldn't. No, but it's not an internal combustion engine. Yeah, but they're re- kind of replicating that sound. Right? It's would so you strange. like a song? What would you like? Do bata. What would you like a song? No, for, I asked nah, you first. No, 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 not a song. Just uh, imagine. I'm going. What the hell is this? Obviously, it's a Chinese bike. <laughs> no, it could. I mean, what you just did could have been a rag also. It could, but I mean, you could run your motorcycle early in the, the morning. No, <laughs> just imagine. No, yeah. I mean, okay, so it has to have some kind of rhythm. You think so? Yeah, I mean, because it's wheel turning. Or there, what's yours? It's no rhythm, though. Who's yours? You know, it is heavy on rhythm, actually. Have you thought about it? I mean, it can purely be just. Yeah, I mean, just you know, thinking of it now. Yeah. Because it is going to do do with uh, start, stop, cruise, go fast. Mm. so rhythm is possibly the only direct thing that i can come up, come up with so anything that actually DJ sounds like sunny wo tumne us scale wala phatta laga ke nahi wo the bpm pe jab ki baat kar raha hu bpm ki baat kar raha hu so essentially to replicate the bpm yeah that will be like just so bpm is bpm is beats per minute or anybody who doesn't know Uh, so that's how music goes right yeah. and so you can set it on any time why don't we ask vijay parmar this question i think next time we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it's about time to reset your jaw <laughs> so so hopefully next meeting we have with him on the banks of the indus river yeah you know as part of the raid now he's on the trail right edition. now he's on now the, the trail should be over by now by the way okay. the tiger trail the tiger trail i wish we were there but so this even uh, arjun the first show he heard was vijay uh, of vijay parmar who else but him So here we are on episode number 39. I'm Shandy and I'm Sunny. Hi this is Arjun Raina from Motor Exotica and I'm here at the Biker Radio Broadcast. Tell us about the raid. The raid. Oh, so this was uh, oh my god am I forgetting the year? So this must have been uh, 2008 or 2007. Mm. Yeah. and uh, i was what 18 or 19 mm. second year of college and i knew what the raid was okay yeah i knew what the raid was in 2000 when i was doing those rallies right i mean i was been an internet savvy person so i did look it up what it was i don't know where how i stumbled across it but yeah. i looked it up and i saw the site wow this is like something else altogether so i attempted the raid and uh, what uh, yeah it was 2015 no sorry 2000 What's happening to me? One second. Seven, eight. Yes, yeah, seven or eight. But precisely, I'm trying to understand what year was it. Sorry, my bad. It's 2005. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's 2005. And uh, I was in Belgium, running mm. dirt track and all that. And uh, <clears throat> I wanted to participate. I enrolled my entry. Mm. And uh, I I was here in Belgium for a few months to prepare the bike and. I have a close friend who runs a shop in town, a garage. So he was participating as well. Okay. And he has successfully completed the raid in 2002. So right. he was my mentor there, you know. Right. And we set up our bikes. Though he was not there to help me, he runs a motorcycle touring business, and he was away unfortunately. So I had to get the bikes ready, and the bikes were fine. There's nothing mm. wrong with the bikes as such. And we started off, and I really didn't know what to expect, mm. frankly. And all this while I'd been in South India. I mean, I'd. I was not riding the mountains anymore. <coughs> I was riding dirt tracks, right. and uh, the day went well. And I was I was still pretty young, so I was still pretty crazily fast. You know, I would do things I wouldn't even think about doing today. Mm. I was like pretty okay. Day one was pretty fine. I think I finished eighth for the first time, you know, which was wow. really 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 good with with some five minute uh, false start penalty and all of that. And uh, the next morning, <coughs> we took a start from Manali. Mm. and i was actually tired and uh, i was not used to uh, basically going through days without much sleep so mm. that's something i didn't know mm. and i didn't prep for it you know and i think even before we left we sort of lost our way when we were going to <laughs> shimla for the flag off there was a driver and we all dozed off we were somewhere else all together you know so mm. basically no sleep for 48 hours or something and uh, oh my god <clears> or <throat> little sleep And uh, we, I, Manali was fine. I fixed my bike. I had issues with the bike. That's mm. always the case with me. So next morning I took a start, and uh, I I didn't have water. I, I didn't have a camel back. I didn't have a water pack. So I I turned uh, from the mountaineering institute. I turned towards the right towards Prini down there to probably get a water bottle or something. Mm. And I got a water bottle. And basically what happened is that my partner he left by then. Mm. And when I turned back, I he he gained some distance on me, and while climbing Rotang, you know, my throttle cable snapped. 
know okay. and yeah it was it was very strange because we had a new cable in the bike few days back and these bikes i mean these cables don't snap like mm. that anyways that's unfortunate so i uh, we didn't really have a backup you know but there were some friends uh, who had a backup car mm. but then because this was day 2 and there's a transportal gramfu mm-hmm. from there the stage would begin there is no reason why a service car is going to be here in manali okay. you know so uh, <clears throat> i snapped the cable and i was like let me try and continue you know so i basically adjusted the the engine idle to basically push it up you know to 5 6000 rpm and just do it and i went a few kilometers but then i realized that i was running out of the clutch very quickly and i almost burned my clutch so at that point i didn't have a spare cable and there was not much i could do and basically my clutch gave up partially oh and uh, i i did understand this that this is going to be a big day because we are going through chatru and all of that you know and that was crazy you know so i made a judicious call of not going f- further you know mm-hmm. yeah because it would have been worse right yeah. i mean somewhere in basal with no broken throttle cable and nothing it makes little sense the rally is going to be over anyways technically yeah. Yeah. i mean whatever i'm i'm thinking of completion that is i i know that, that's a very tightly fought stage anyways mm-hmm. even in all probable good conditions i think you have most dns in that stage mm-hmm. itself so i mean that was not really an option so i basically i went back to manali and tried to find a cable mm. that didn't happen mm-hmm. so i had to go down to patlikul oh. yeah i got a cable but then it was just too late mm. by then i mean it was almost like what 10 am and i'm like i'm almost like my mpl time was probably an hour from that i said <laughs> it's pointless but that being said uh, i i went to kaza you know because uh, my my partner you know he was there and you know he was very upset obviously he was just by himself and and his bike had issues uh-huh. and we were running the same motorcycle so i thought i'll, I'll help him you know and i'm not that i'm here i mean what am i going to do anyway right? right let me just have some fun and please <laughs> ride to beautiful kaza and that was a good decision so right. the next morning i ride by myself to kaza you wow. know yeah it was nice with a broken clutch but I, i'm like it's okay at least i have the throttle cable right just mm-hmm. be easy on the clutch mm-hmm. read it yeah yeah and i was going pretty fast you know i was running my own rally in my mind <laughs> and my timer set and all of that you know so it was fun it was fun and i made yeah. it made good time to do it was not complicated <laughs> <laughs> so i reached kaza and i i helped my friend fix his bike okay. i basically his suspension had packed up so i swapped from mine because mine was done anyways i was not participating right and the next morning these guys leave and uh, i'm supposed to leave too in some time and Uh, there are some people who are still in casa right mm-hmm. who who didn't take the decision that i did <laughs> for basically dnfs uh-huh. no place to go and the rally is moving forward mm. now unfortunately what happens is that uh, <laughs> one of the more spirited rally drivers i wouldn't name, name him he rams a gypsy into one of those uh, bridges oh and okay. it takes out a pillar or something you know oh my god yeah and the and the bridge is not usable <laughs> so the traffic is shut for another 4 5 days So we're in Gaza, and uh, Rekong Pio side back in the days had that flooding problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they yeah. they solved it pretty late now yeah. that this road yeah. is open. So yeah. there was no way you could take that. So I think I was in Gaza for a week, and it was brilliant. You know, I Not there was sure. some hundred odd people in that village in 2005. <laughs> I was invited by everyone. I drank with everyone, ate all their food, and right. after five six days when funds ran out, I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's time to head back home. <laughs> So yeah, so that was the raid experience. But uh, 
that being said i mean seeing the event so closely yeah. i mean it was fantastic you know you always would want to come back to yeah. it you know hi i'm uh, vijay parmar and you're listening to the biker radio broadcast so now we're seeing a different man altogether from being a college boy taking off into the raid with sure thrill let's do this and yeah. so what the hell if I, i you know missed out did not qualify let me just have fun yeah. play cricket i know drink up <laughs> yeah bada change aa gaya usme ha matlab you know when you're so heavily invested or passionate about uh, any kind of a pursuit mm. and which gives you such a rush yeah <laughs> and then you realize that uh, you understand how it works and what yeah. goes into it yeah I guess natural progression is to when you still want to be part of it. Yeah. But you cannot actively take part in it. Yeah. You do the next best thing. So Arjun now changes tack and he thinks about the raid completely differently. You're on episode number 39. I'm Shandy and I'm Sunny and you are listening to Arjun Raina on the long way home. Hi this is Arjun Raina from Motor Exotica and I'm here at the Biker Radio Broadcast. So uh, in uh, 2014 after we set up the workshop right. people i mean we established the brand whatever so i thought of like you know basically getting back to it somehow you know so i i thought of this that maybe sponsor someone okay you know build a motorcycle custom motorcycle sponsor a kid and let him ride it you know uh-huh. and we did that Oh, in 2014, okay. Okay. Uh, there was a boy from Dehradun, and uh, we built. I bought a new KDM 390 Duke, mm. and we built. A, we, at that point, it was not what it is today. Mm-hmm. We had just enough time to drop in the suspension. Okay, mm-hmm. but it, it was. I mean, in ergonomics, it was not really a a bike you want to do a rally on. But uh, from a, I would say, a mechanical standpoint, it had the suspension and the bits to do it. Mm. So we finished well. Uh, the boy finished uh, second in the Alpine class. Okay, just fine. It was good. Mm. And so that's that. That was 2014, and uh, I was I was there myself. I was driving the service car. You know, okay, same job. See, you know, I had to uh-huh. be there uh-huh. to see the rally very closely and uh, <clears throat> to understand what more we can do. Right. Mm. And I saw the team TBS boys. I saw their bikes. And right. Fair idea of what's going on. Right. To basically prep better for next year. They are an army, huh? They are an army. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I think it's it's probably the most organized thing in this country mm-hmm. after the forces is mm-hmm. the Explorer team. I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. So you went back? No. So we next year we got another boy to ride. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a boy who was actually winning was pretty close to the big guys. I mean, he had the riding caliber and the skills. Mm-hmm. Then, but he had the motorcycle to. do that so we we uh-huh. again worked on the KTM we we really built it in a very different way and you know we the stuff we did to the bike basically uh, we got to a spot where uh, <laughs> the FMSCI rule book was starting to be a problem you know, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? that normally happens we hear we heard <laughs> yeah so we and th- i think that was one of my first encounters with Vijay Vijay sir and uh, about some of the rules so right. basically about a gas tank and the rule right. says you cannot modify an existing gas tank right. reason capacity mm-hmm. because we were running a complete custom motorcycle there is no way i can run a stock gas tank so i came up with this idea that what if we build a gas tank from ground zero mm-hmm. then it's not a modification anymore right ah 
Yeah, I'd love to hear what Vijay had to say. <laughs> well, uh, he's not very happy with it, Obviously. but he but he realized that I had a very valid point. Yeah. So either he, you he, get the regulation changed. He gets his, that's the brilliance. He gets his yeah. English semantics fine. Oh, right? yeah. He's yeah. not Absolutely. modified, right? So yeah, he's, he's, he's got a point, and yeah. this is what it is. I said, so, so there you go. And I was ready to get this question. You know, if if, if a steward does ask us this question, yeah. I was ready with the answer very clearly. That yeah. see, that way is why do you allow an ASBIS tank? Are you trying to undermine my brand and my work? <laughs> <laughs> so obviously that didn't happen. Right. But uh, unfortunately, uh, the boy who was riding the bike and he was a seasoned rider. He was riding the bike before the event. The mm. bike was with him for a month, and he he is a brilliant guy. He's a brilliant mm. rider, mm-hmm. and he had it in him to finish on the podium, mm. neck to neck, with TVS racing. Okay. Mm. Yeah, with the likes of uh, Nata and Arvind. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, uh, I guess for time you realize that it's something like the raid is very little to do with riding. Mm-hmm. It's it's more to do with, I mean, what's actually going on in your mind. It's a mm-hmm. mind game. You can train to be physically ride a bike well. Actually, anyone can do that. I've seen it with time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen people riding around these days. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, you need to have the mental strength and the ability to see through things very carefully. Mm-hmm. So. What happened is that uh, there was a change in the start order, and there's nothing wrong with it, you know. So, ideally, we would have expected Team TVS to be in the, in the top opening the rally, you know. But it was actually our guy. Oh, okay. And uh, the start order said the Team TVS Arvind was going to be the next guy. So the moment I saw the change, I called this guy. I said, "See, listen to me. Just listen to me carefully." Mm-hmm. Don't get excited. Let Urban KP pass. Hmm. If I were you, I'll just coast. I'll just pull over, have a cigarette or do whatever you want. Just let him pass. Hmm. I knew for a fact that uh, the competitor bikes, they had an issue at high altitude. Hmm. Hmm. I knew it for a fact. Hmm. We noticed that the previous year. Hmm. And I knew it for a fact that the, the KTM will kill that. Hmm. Just wait line. But the deal was that, uh, at least what I had in mind, is that you don't show what your motorcycle is <laughs> capable of till you reach Rangoon. Hmm. Right. Right. Because it's an open stretch. That's the only place you can get. You can actually right. make your motor shine out more than anything else. Hmm. Right? And keep it down till then because you don't want them to figure out, right? It's, right. it's a it's a race team you're talking about and hmm. they've been through the scenarios multiple times and that's why yeah. they are who they are. You know? Because this is this is a strategy, mm-hmm. you know? And it is and it is absolutely right because it's a mind game. There's nothing wrong with the start order. I I would not say anything against that. Mm-hmm. It's it's a test for you because you've been given what you were always asking for. So now can you actually pass the test? Right. Mm. And he failed the test. Wow. He opened gas. He had his friends right there. Okay. It didn't work that way. Right. Got carried away and uh, crashed in the first 700 meters. Oh man. And injured himself really bad. Oh, okay. yeah, the bike was total. That's that's okay. I mean, it's equipment. But then we pulled out of that. I I was like, this is getting far too dangerous, you know. <laughs> and I mean, it's you feel guilty as well because uh, it being a custom bike, there were there were some people, you know, like, hey, that guy is such a good rider. How did he crash in that bike? Mm. You know how that goes. So yeah. I actually, so I mean, I'm not really active on social media, but I can really give a good fight if it comes to it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I I bought that brought that guy's down who was saying that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that everyone goes on in racing right why are you blaming it on me right? mm-hmm. you know and this bike was being tested for so long right. 
if I go with your ideology, then we all gonna do what we were doing in Stone Age, right? Let's True. get the Flintstone wagon and just push it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Are you even driving a car for yeah. that matter? Yeah. Hi, this is Shivrat Singh, and you're listening to the Biker Radio Podcast. Hi, this is Arjun Raina from Motor Exotica, and I'm here at the Biker Radio Podcast. So there are people who are touring. There are people who are uh, track racing. There are all kinds of people. They're off-roading. You're a trail guy. Not really. I I, I guess. It's, Where it's, would you? Are you again between the lines? So, a uh, <laughs> lot of yeah, exactly. Again yeah? between the lines. All right. Yeah. Frankly, you can't really draw lines. True. You either love a motorcycle or you don't. Mm-hmm. It's not really about riding dirt or it's riding a track. Mm. And uh, if it's about if you're talking about how good you can get. And that is only about the practice and the commitment you have for the sport. Mm. No matter what sport or whatever you do in life. Mm. So, uh, we, I didn't road ride, but then at the end of the day, you're actually driving the road all the day, right? So, uh, this year early, I was on uh, the track MMRT mm-hmm. with Speedy. Mm. Ah. <laughs> Riding with Speedy and I was I was given a chance to ride the, the Ducati Paningale. Mm. That's, uh, that's a crazy motorcycle. Mm. and I've been really scared of these little class bikes because I've not mm. ridden them for so many years mm. and I've been going to the track uh, this is my second time mm. uh, you know, not much there but then we have three days of riding so there's some kind gentleman you know uh, a moto magazine that has me on the jury you know, mm-hmm. so they mm-hmm. get me there and I get to ride all these fantastic cars and motorcycles Wow. And uh, the sunset, I mean, otherwise it was not going to stop. And, uh-huh. uh, I, I basically broke out of that, my fear of a later class motorcycle or getting too hot in a corner or probably entering it or maybe at 150 meters away, you're at like 230 to 40 kph. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. But it, it just comes naturally. Mm. But then you crash too. I mean, that's, right. that's what comes next. Right. But then right. uh, I think to answer your question, I, I guess it's, it's where you get your thrill. And, and frankly... Right. Riding that motorcycle on the track, it actually gave me the thrill that I probably got some 20 years back when I rode an RD350 for the right. first time. So, for the thrill, yes. Mm. For the risk, track. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and now I guess I am sort of cutting down on the off-road because, uh, see, 15, 17 years back, things were different here. Mm-hmm. There were not a lot of people. There were not a lot of tracks. You could afford to go fast off-road. Now you can't. I mean, we were seen there in Derazun. On the husky, you know, probably clipping a straight line, uh, gravel track at 130, 140 kph. Planning to enter a corner really hot sideways and all that, and suddenly I see a Maruti 800 coming. <laughs> and like, holy shit, where do I go? Mm. <laughs> that guy can stop. I just have two wheels and yeah. it's stable. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, these close calls have sort of not made us very comfortable riding the way we were back right. in the days. Right. So, you've, you've ridden the track, you've ridden dirt, you've ridden trails you've written all kinds of yeah, whatever you could get yourself into yeah. what did you enjoy the most which is the ride you enjoyed the most so uh, I think when you if you I mean all of us probably in this country you, you start on a small motorcycle you know and I, I think the dream you have is to have your probably that dad motorcycle that guy has mm. now when you get there when you get one of those super expensive elusive motorcycles mm-hmm. you will realize that you're not having so much fun mm. ah. so I, I think the fun is about it, it's about a very lightweight small cheap to fix motorcycle which you can really afford to thrash mm-hmm. without thinking that how will I get it fixed so if if, if, you, if you were to ask me if, if I were to travel somewhere probably uh, 
across the globe which i'll never do but if i had to i'll probably buy a brand new splendor or something okay uh-huh. yeah super simple yeah uh-huh. just go through it and it won't break hmm. number 1 hmm so that is and i think you'll have the most fun on that because uh, you don't need to worry about things see most of the adventure riders the bigger the bike you the more fears you have hmm. i mean you have a ducati multi strada or a gs or whatever and then you basically get to narkanda in the winters and then there is black ice now hmm. what happens right you need like five people to navigate that motorcycle from one spot to the other right right and you can't lift it up it's hmm. 200 kg plus right a splendor will do it <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you think about it if 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 I was riding the GS and you were riding the Splendor then you are actually having more fun than me. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to worry about that. Right. Now, who's going to pick me up? Where will I park this? What if someone takes something off this? Right. Oh, you have a Splendor manager to even ride. <laughs> I think simple motorcycle really fits a bill there. You come from <laughs> the perspective of a motorcycle. Supposing I were to change it and ask you a question about the trail. <clears throat> which is this one trail or mm-hmm. one experience mm-hmm. which stands out for you which stands out for me mm. when there have been so many or so but sure. uh, to talk precisely i think my uh, something that you will tell your kids about i think my ride to kaza from manali by myself <laughs> was really i mean one That's is an landscape one. <laughs> one one is a landscape yeah Two is, I mean, you already had a failure. You you don't know what you are into. And three is by yourself. I, I guess it's. I think that's that's what is about. You know, if you, if you when you start traveling by yourself alone, I think the most you gain out of it is that you gather the courage to face what can happen because it will happen, right? Mm-hmm. Things are going to go wrong. I think when you overcome it, you actually gain that confidence and you'll probably venture out into anything. Mm-hmm. So I think it is really important to be by yourself, and I think I knew that there is no one here, and there is no one there, and this damn bike already broke down, and yeah. it's quite possible that it, I mean I would have just broken down there somewhere, and I did have issues here and there. So mm-hmm. I think that was really a good ride. Hi, this is Sachin Chavan, 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 and you're listening to the Biker Radio Podcast. You know, this kind of reminds me of that. Uh, remember who was that? Ang. Ang Shumin. Ang Shumin. and he had uh, taken the motorcycle he had taken this taiwanese 110 cc motorcycle all across yeah. the trans asian uh, yeah. ride yeah. from vladivostok i think he I vladivostok vladivostok oh, so south korea se shuru kiya and he i think he landed up at the edge of europe right so tumhe kaisa laga shandi ye baba arjun his persona as krishna giving out gyan oh yeah वर्कशॉप ऑफ इज I mean, it was a nice, peaceful place. Maybe it was because yeah. in the middle of the mountains, after a nice, windy, twisty drive, but it was bright and sunny and uh, little cool breeze through the trees, hmm. and uh, you could smell the mountain air. Oh yeah! And to be actually in a motorcycle workshop, it was neatly laid out. Yeah. You know, as though yeah. nothing happens there, but yeah. obviously a lot of things happen there. Oh. 
Mm. And everything had little boxes in which right. things were organized. True. So there was some there was some clarity, there was some purpose, there was some process. Yeah. So that was our trip to what we now call a hermitage almost. Yes, absolutely. That and a lot has been happening. The Moto Exotica Hermitage. The Moto Exotica Hermitage. And a lot has been happening since we've been back. The finally we've got some rains in Delhi. Yeah. And rains okay. all across India. Actually India's been getting some good rains. East rain, eastern India, yeah, and yeah. terribly actually some parts of it. Central been, also. Central, central also a decent yeah. rain, yeah. But uh, everything but Delhi has been missing. <laughs> But unfortunately, uh, so uh, a large part of the northeast, uh, yeah. Assam, Bihar. Oh yeah, they're all affected with floods. In fact, I'm worried. Wo, uh, Nirmali is supposed to take the Vima. Remember that WRWR, the right. women riders. The baton. World. The baton. Yeah, the baton is supposed to. So it was supposed to go from through India, uh, and uh, it it's gone to Nepal. It does all of Nepal and comes back. But then Nirmali takes over on the Indian side and she carts it across to Bangladesh. I am mm. worried, man. This is all flooded. Have you heard what's happened? As in, do we no, know I, got, I got no clue. Okay. I so hopefully no things are turning out okay yeah. with that. Yeah. And uh, But the heat wave has been really yeah. crazy. Yeah. Europe, I can't believe Vienna 42. Yeah. So we're on the... 39th episode of the Biker Radio Broadcast. I'm Sunny. And I'm Shandy. And we were, and we were, and we are on the long way home with Arjun Raina. Yeah, and for, if you haven't noticed as yet, it's been more than an hour <laughs> on the show already. And this time we don't have a my way. We don't have a uh, soundboard. We don't have the place. I mean, the show is chock-a-block full. And uh, what Arjun's giving us is just, Pure gyan, good stuff. So if you want to get in touch with us, the number to WhatsApp us is 89202-76675. And if you want to write into us, it is mail, M-A-I-L, at the rate, B-R-R-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Right now, it's back to Arjun Raina of Moto Exotica. Hi, this is Arjun Raina from Moto Exotica. And I'm here at the Biker Radio Broadcast. So... If you had the opportunity to ride with anyone from history or from okay. imagination, who so, would it be and why? So, I, I'll go back into history. I'll rather stick with that. I'll rather stick to things I know about. So, there was this gentleman from Dehradun okay. uh, mm-hmm. named uh, Bobby Khademali. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, recently died. He was pretty old. But okay. this guy was a crazy motorcyclist. Okay. And uh, I think uh, somewhere in the 50s, Hmm. He actually circled the whole country by himself. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was on one of those World War II Harley Davidsons. I I'm not sure about the World War II part. Okay. But uh, one of those <laughs> Harleys with a, with a, with a kickstart. Okay. Uh-huh. You don't have a self-starter. Yeah. Well, it's that 1400cc or whatever. Yeah. And this man by himself, you know, riding that. And he had this room full of logbooks, you know, which he wrote every day. Uh-huh. And he did this multiple times, like he was all over the country. So, an article of a man, I would say. Wow. You know, yeah, I really wanted someone to come and cover him, you know. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, he didn't really, he didn't really live to see that. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to probably if I could go back into the time in the fifties, you know, when there was nothing around, mm-hmm. probably ride with him. You know, I mean, imagine, think about it. You've not seen people in days. 
पहाड़ों के लिए खच्चर की जरूरत है ठीक है सो ही सेट आई लव माई हिमालयन गुड बाइक सो वुड यू हाउ वुड यू थिंक ऑफ यू नो सस्पेंशन Mm-hmm. a more ergonomically placed handlebar and seating mm-hmm. uh but that being said when the slippery stuff comes in the classic is going to shine better okay mm-hmm. because you can get both your feet down mm-hmm. and on the himalayan that may not be true for a rider of every unless he's really tall kind of a thing he's pointing at you shandy no i'll wear high heels no problem <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Plus, you won't look. I mean, I know it's a fad, but you won't look odd riding an enduro bike in town. You know, when you're not ah, really okay. going to Himalayas, unless you like those antennas and those uh, yeah. prayer flags fluttering in front of the bike and That's those laser lights. Sure. That's also for you. That's also for you. All of I that on your bike, you know. Our camouflage pants. Yeah, absolutely. Those uh, DMX boots yeah, and uh, some beard. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's under the belt. <laughs> no, no, that's, no, that's not for you. Very above yeah. the belt. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but yeah. Uh, Malin guys, we don't see too many bearded <laughs> people. No, I'm no, talking about those uh, those touring guys which uh. have the Ladakh carrier on when they are in Kerala. <laughs> 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 yeah. Is that a film Delhi guy? Can you argue? But seriously, it was great. Thank you for fantastic. Thank you for coming all the way here. No, not at all. Absolutely, it's been a pleasure. I, I hope I was not just talking some. Absolutely, no, 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 not at all. Fantastic. Tir nishane pe lagi. Acha, tir nishane pe lagi. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nice to meet you guys, and hopefully I can get you guys here again. You know. Absolutely. Love to come back. Yeah. Love to come back. Just for the trail, though. Yeah. Just you get to get to your place. And with that, we come to the end of the road through Dehradun. Yes, through Dehradun, because we're heading off now, hopefully to Pune and Mumbai. Yes, and uh, so if there's any stories out of Pune, Mumbai, that you would like us to bring out to you, uh, please contact us at eight nine two zero two seven double six seven five. You know what else? There's something else just came to my mind. 
remember when we went to uh, jaipur to interview vijay singh yeah. that time we were late by a year we missed jonda yes. the legendary jonda we could not interview him and again this time on the same trip same thing same thing we interview arjun raina and we miss out on bobby khadim ali unfortunate but uh, yeah so so many stories about people who actually lived their life for and with the motorcycle so if there's anything that uh, or anybody that uh, our listeners feel that we should speak to or get stories from please get in touch with us at 8920276675 or mail in at mail@brrodcast.com we'll see you shortly in the next show with another story of another hero i'm shandy i'm sunny and time to say over and out over and out over and out over and out Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on.